Hello and welcome to Dallas Dirt. I'm your host, Candy Evans. I'm super excited to have a wonderful Dallas-Fort Worth agent with us today, Darwin Stevens. He is with Century 21, Mike Bowman. Mike is one of my favorite people, a veteran, veteran real estate uh, knowledge um, of Dallas-Fort Worth. And we're going to talk about how to sell real estate without selling because we're not selling. It's a big secret. It's a big secret. Exactly. I'm fascinated by this because so many people want to be realtors. I mean, I think that the National Association of Realtors, NAR, is the largest trade organization in the world. 1.5 million members, maybe more. Uh, it's amazing. And so there are a lot of realtors around us. And yet I believe, and I've always believed, it is one of the hardest, hardest, hardest professions ever. Yes, because you you eat what you kill completely. You have to be on your own. You're your own motivator. You're your own company. There's a very unique person who can do well in real estate and, and a very unique person who can excel. Do you agree? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So you, you wanted to jump in there. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Right. It's a beast. It's a beast. And it's a beating. And it, you work constantly. So why did you why did you give up wonderfully, you know, AT&T, a great career there. I mean, selling well, Nissan. The American dream. Everyone wants to own their own business. Yeah. Now, I can say the real estate license was in preparation for me opening up a retail operation. Okay. So my actual business was going to be a brick and mortar uh, business back in Oklahoma City, my hometown, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to do real estate here. Um, but yes, real estate is glamorous. It's beautiful. You know what? It's the ultimate solution, right? Yeah. Uh, the ultimate solution to? To homeowners' needs, uh, families' yes. needs. Yes, because uh, everyone needs a home. Everyone needs a home. Right. Everyone needs uh, additional um, revenue generating options for investment. Real estate is where you create wealth. So I wanted to be a part of that. And I know I would bring the responsibility in the corporate Fortune 10 side of things. So I know I was going to come with some really great skill set that everyone would enjoy. So that's why I just I wanted to dig in. Now, you look very young to me because I'm so old. Whoa, but whatever. You, <laughs> you look great. You look at, but do you mind sharing with us your age? You Not at all. Yes. I'm 43 years old. Oh my gosh. Young. Isn't yeah. Do we say Super young now young. at this point? No, 43 years young. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And so I moved to Dallas at 19 years old. 19. So I've been here, what, 23 years? You know, after a certain point, you stop uh, counting uh, longer than my hometown where I was born and raised, Oklahoma City. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, I'm a Texahoman. What makes you, and, and, and in particular, in sales, but what made you so successful at selling cars? And I'm going to take that another step. What makes you so successful at selling? Because you know, so many people, especially agents, are afraid of selling. They're like, oh my God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't ask someone to buy something. Yeah. Me. I, can't, I can't. Mike Bobin says, don't be a secret agent. Don't so, be a secret agent. Yeah. And that means you got to let people know. Yeah. You got to let people know what you do. Uh, but to go back to your question, what made me successful in sales is I want to make sure I don't miss that, um, is connecting with folks. When you truly want to connect and find a solution for mm -hmm. what you're, the person on the other side of you wants, it just comes naturally. You start getting the referrals. You connect well. All different backgrounds, meeting the family, this and that. And you know what? I found out throughout my years, not everyone has that ability. Really? Yeah, because my, you know, my clients would tell me this. I'd be like, oh, you know, you're just being nice. No, I'm going to send you this and that. 
But as you start managing people and just meeting people that are doing what you do, mm-hmm. you recognize they are missing that point. And what it is, they're pushing what they want for that person versus what the person in front of you wants, your oh. clients. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So um, a good salesperson doesn't ever think of selling as selling. You're connecting. You're solving your solution. You're you're finding a solution. All of that, and you know what? A little showman with it too, right? So it's a presentation. It's a it's a it's a. I say act, but not fake, is what I'm saying. Right. You have to go, and you can't lower the mindset of a person or disappoint them or depress them. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you're right. when you're talking to someone, you need to match their energy. Number one, to make them comfortable. That's really huge. That's, that's a, a that's, huge. There is a huge tip right there. Match their energy. That beautiful is golden nugget. Beautiful because everything just comes naturally. Yes. but you still have to be you, but match that energy. Does that make sense? Saying yes, authentic, very authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge secret. Um, okay, and then outside of that, I'm sorry, I, I'll just hang my hat on one secret, right? I don't want to give them all, but we out- are, stop the presses. <laughs> we got the secret here. Right. I love it. But outside of that, it's uh, just because you don't, I'll say, get what you need at that moment, right? Doesn't mean three or four months later you want to have a new product or a new house on the market that may suit their needs, right? Mm-hmm. And lastly, leaving the door open for them to follow back up with you. Okay, right? I was going to ask you that. How do you retain? your client and that is a very important thing because yes you can you can stumble upon the couple get the house get this thing totally just done this magical you know sale that happened but how do you keep them for life any tips on that so a great question so first and foremost you have to be memorable so I know some people decide to send out postcards. I mean, that may work for some people. Some like to uh, remember birthdays, send an email. Um, I love to text during holidays and say, hey, happy you know, Thanksgiving, things along those lines to be memorable. And hey, let me know. I know you're coming up on this year or whatever. Let me know if you're ready to put that on the market or whatever. You know, just kind of leave the door open. Subtle touches. I think now people are so smart to the sales game that if you come salesy you kind of lose them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so and i can i can say that because whenever i got in this business and the direction i would receive not necessarily from brokers but from people who have been in the business for a long time it was so salesy i would think that's so boring to me what what were you talking about what what was the invite well like okay so i entered the business during COVID. Oh, 2020. my gosh. You do not start Do you believe do you that? Not. Full time, right? I said, I'm going to do it. Uh, tell me how I'm going to go door knock. Right. Right. You lose credibility with me. And you know what? You lose credibility with your audience when you're not tailoring the suggestion or tailoring the approach, just like your clients. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing, right? Um, and first, another thing, right? All these tidbits are coming out, Candy. Thank you. Love it. What works for this person? won't necessarily work for you. For you. You have to tweak it. I think we force things so much. It comes across inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Again, be yourself, follow up, touch in, but don't do too much, right? Don't appear no. like, oh, they're just doing this because they want my business. Got you. So what are some of the best 
real estate sales tips you've ever received in your life and from home? I mean, we already talked about Mike because yeah. like I said, he's golden. Oh, yeah, his uh, I love his meetings. It's fun brokers. I could go on and on. Let me not get off on a tangent, but let me first back up. I think uh, it's not just real estate advice. I think once we look at it as sales in general, it's a people's business, right? So it's all my careers I've had, right? Department manager at this age, number one seller in America, Fortune 10 company, top 10 for 2% sales managers, right? Having staff work hard for you. I think it's uh, connecting. The best advice that I've received is following up, you know, create some sort of, um, some sort of uh, kind of customer follow-up portal, some way to touch back with people. Um, the CRM. CRM, right. yeah. See, those acronyms, you know, I'll pull them out later, but I'm more just like, hey, this is what it does. So I'm going to say it. But um, small gifts, you know, obviously we have restrictions on what we can give right. people, you know, and I, I'm definitely a stickler for details. Absolutely. So, you know, mm -hmm. I do not go past, supersede that amount. But yeah, small things like that, you know, to make the difference, if that makes sense. It's one of the reasons I started this site and founded it was my belief that both real estate and media were merging into this tech world and going to change dramatically. Not not the basics of it, but the way it was delivered. And, you know, I do think print is, is waning. I hate to say it's dead, but okay, I said it. And, of course, real estate, once once real estate met the web, it was like, it was like gangbusters. I mean, it was the best thing for it because I am so old. I remember the days when you had these books. All the listings were in these books. They heard about this. yellow page books. Those is like when we bought our first house. Literally had to go to the office and like flip yeah. the book. I mean, and got, and who had the control of the books, right? The agent did in the office. So if you wanted to get to look and see what was out there, you had to look, get into someone's office or get somebody's with, key or something. Yeah, sure. and, and and look in this book, and then of course it changed. I mean, if it sold, you'd have to reprint the whole thing. I mean, the poor trees. Wow. Yeah. So when I saw how quickly. You know, the, but, you know, the advent of putting listings online and changing them and tweaking them and lowering the price and this is sold. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is like like this is it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take off. And so um, it has it has it's, and it's changing the industry, as we know. Mm -hmm. We know that, um, you know, Zillow and Redfin and all these disruptors, interrupters, disruptors came on board and I think that they um, they shook things up a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? So, yeah, I actually was able to meet some of the Zillow team last year at YP and Advance for NAR. They're great people. Um, I think what they did is answer the call of the consumer wanting to be more educated right. about the process. Right. Um, it gives the information. Absolutely. Not having it be Delivered so secret you, that right. someone you had to have a... A go-between. Right. Right. Smarter. Consumers think wanted to be more smart right. with their money, I right. think, created that market, and they answered it. And guess what? If you partner well with it, it, it you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, I don't believe a computer's or AI is going to replace. No. It's just going to help complement right. what we do. So uh, it's all about your mindset. Yeah. So that's my I You know, I have no problem with basic writing being done by AI. I want to do the creative, thoughtful stuff. And I'm sure we all kind of think that I way. I have a secret. Yes. On some of my listings, because I just so wanted to try it. Now, mind you, I get high A's on my college essays, okay? So yeah. it's not... I wanted the AI to write, and guess what I did? I let them do it, and guess what? It came out very well. Were you ever <laughs> afraid of selling? Would it ever 
scare you? Did you ever get like oh my butterfly? I'm gonna or... tell. You know what? Yes, I'm a fearless individual, not to the point of um, uh, what do you call it? irresponsible, okay. but I'm one of those. If it could be done by a human, right? If I have the skill set, like I don't need a to be a PhD to do the position. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. So to answer your question, no, I didn't have butterflies. You never had butterflies. When I left uh, the hotel over there, the Anatole, right? At that time, it was the Wyndham Anatole. Now it's a Hilton Anatole. Um, I left because I wanted sales experience, meaning I wanted to be a sales manager. So what did I do, Candy? You ready for this? Yes. Young 20-year-old. I was under 21, right? Um, I went and got a job selling cars. Now- I knew not the darnest thing about selling cars, okay? I drove a car, right? But I'm not fixing on cars like that. Anyway, it turns out to be the number one Nissan dealership in America. Uh, and it had like 20 people. We had to go through three or four days, rounds of interview. And uh, the GM hired me along with the sales manager. And the sales manager that actually made the decision is now the general manager there now. Um, so to answer your question, I was fearless and went in there and did very well. I was top in the region. I got my own sales team. First time I made six figures in my life. Really? And you were like in your twenties? Definitely in my twenties. The reason why I know it was right up under 21 because I turned 21 at the dealership and you know, we, and we, oh my God, limos, you can imagine 20 something. And you were selling cars. God, yes. But that's how, that's when I realized I have a talent with people. Um, because there were veterans there doing the same thing. And I felt like I was doing the same thing, but people just gravitated and came back to me. And that's when phone skills came in. They taught me a lot though. They, they kind of organized the process. Okay. Mm -hmm. So someone would come to you and want to buy a car. How would you turn them into product? So, you know, your product, uh, I definitely believed in the product. So if I didn't, I would have to leave because what I'm telling you, I need to believe in, right? Um, so that's number one. You learn the product. I learned the safety uh, areas, the crumple zones, the safety ratings, you know. And for each customer, there's a different reason why they're buying a car, okay. right? Just like right. a home, right? So if it's family, I'm basing it on kind of crash ratings and vans. If it's a, a young uh, gentleman, right? I'm basing it on how safe it is, but how sturdy it handles the crumple zones and what else? The balancing bars. There's so much terminology that's going to come back as I'm talking about it, right? <laughs> um, it. Airbags, satellite radio was huge. So if it's a techie person, I really focus on the technology and the engines and the lifetime. So so many different angles, but it all boils down to this, being knowledgeable. Being knowledgeable. So you, you did your research. Absolutely. Yeah. Always be learning. Always be learning. I so believe that. I'm going to be this 90-year-old still going to college or something. I love it. Okay. That's your mind works good. People appreciate that. Right. You know, I don't have to go to college now. I'm a junior at UTD, right? I am. I just got my associates last year, December 20. Congratulations. Look, see, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting the years. (laughs) Uh, But no, I'm a junior at UTD and I'll have my bachelor's next year-ish type And your major? Uh, bachelor's of Science in Business Administration. Business administration. Uh-huh. And I'm doing it to get my broker's license. Just so many things, right? I don't right. have to do that. Right. So no, always be learning and like growing and yes. keeping up. Absolutely. That's fascinating. So taking that, now extrapolating from the background of let's go to homes. Okay. How do you learn? How do you research? Because every home is different. Yeah. You know, the cars, you've kind of got, well, this one, this model, this model. Every home is different. Every neighborhood is different. 
how are you how did you transfer to that so to be good at selling homes i think first of all to be in real estate i think you have to like architecture i think yeah okay like, so that's gonna like home. i yeah. personally love learning about porticos and like the gable vents and all the lights next to doors so i love to be a real estate geek when it comes to home. So I, I I don't know if that's a fair question for me because I'm like in it, you know what yeah. I'm like, that's what, that's what drives me is just knowing what people want, how to describe it. Uh, that's my driver. That's how you go, go to home. So you're just staying updated, learning the terminology and educating yourself. If you look at my training uh, as a realtor, I'll have, you know, every two years we have to have a right. training. I'll yeah. have that done within the first couple months after the renewal. Really? Absolutely. And the reason why is that, and I double, triple it throughout the time, it's because I'm always being knowledgeable. And some things like the commercial real estate uh, training that I've taken, I've taken it once a year, the past two, three years. It's just staying relevant. And then I'll take architecture classes, right? Um, so it's staying educated, right? And that's how you get into homes because it is a beast, right? Yeah. And learn in our education how serious the transaction is. You know, you got to worry about duress and making sure everything's legally compliant and things along those lines. And that's what I do. I'm a very good stickler for those details, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, but continue to have fun with it and, and definitely show the home have fun like walk through hey you're walking on this look at this can you imagine this overlooking this colonial style windows i just love sounding smart so you, you <laughs> know the house okay so tell us how do you go see the house before you show it you know what if i have time yes okay um or i you know what i try and get there at least 15 20 minutes before okay and the reason why is because i've already looked at the home and picture so i have an idea what i'm, I'm looking for i just kind of want to work out the flow of everything and kind of how i'm going to do it the dramatic side of things uh but real estate is this you're showing a client four or five homes in the same day right. so it's back to back to back and you definitely can't visit all those so you better be good at being able to talk about architecture being able to relate what that customer and their client needs on the go so mm -hmm. It changes. <laughs> now, do, you do you research your clients as well as you research your the listings? Okay, so here's a great question. So when it comes to listings, yes. Okay. Meaning uh, I've researching for my client the entire package. And when I deliver it to them, hey, this is the, this is the um, offer and this is what we're doing. This is what goes on. When it comes to buyers, I definitely ask qualifying questions. I'll bring them to my coffee shop. I say mine, but a snazzy little spot. I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to check out that uh, Starbucks replacement in Highland Park. That oh, yes. Okay, yes. So. yes. Anyway, yeah, because I hadn't been to my other one in Uptown for quite some time. Anyway, I'll take them to a coffee shop, right? Ralph's. Ralph. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, Ralph's there, always wanted to get in the coffee business. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I take them to a coffee shop. Yeah. Kind of, believe it or not, I'm interviewing them. I'm trying to see if I want to work with you. Uh, because we have that option. Uh, ultimately, when I say I want to work with you, it's trying to see if we, we match up well. Okay. Uh, see how serious you are, right? Uh, and it works well. I have a young uh, client who, uh, you know, working with them a few months beforehand, uh, let me know his goals and kind of timelines. And that allows you to kind of touch in. I brought him to the coffee shop. Long story short, we found him an investment property he's living in and got him the tenant. She just signed her third year lease. So I love making 
history yeah. like that with people. You know what I'm And that was a smooth transaction. Yeah, but if yeah. you if you approach it like a business, like mm-hmm. getting what you need, right? And understanding this is your client. You want to satisfy I Candy, I love it when I'm able to smash my client's goals. Does that make sense? I get a yes. Something comes from that. I'm beating my chest. You know, I did it. You know, yeah. then you should. You should be proud of it. And if you approach it that way, that's why I say everything's just going to come out okay. the right way. Have you ever had a client who you did not want to work with? And how did you handle it? Okay. Those are the clients you're very business with, meaning, um, uh, you, you know, you 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 you're doing your fiduciary du- duties no matter what that that nothing goes away from that but you're just delivering what's being asked of you mm-hmm. let's put it that mm-hmm. way uh, okay. and then you know maybe after a couple homes if something's not meshing well still you know and then you just kind of you know just kind of let it fizzle out i don't know how to explain it but you just the gracefully absolutely yeah no you don't yeah. want to burn bridges Right. Yeah. Not Uh, this business. But here's the deal. There's sometimes you have to feel safe with clients, right? I could imagine young women who have to work with clients as well. So there's many reasons why a realtor makes a decision on to work with someone or not. Um, Listen, everything's generating a cash flow for me. So if I'm not working with you, there's a valid reason for it. Why not? I want to talk about Metrotex and the Young Professionals Network, which I love. And you know, by the way, the young agents are my, like, they're my heartthrob because oh, you guys you. are the, the heartbeat of the business and you're the next generation. And I always want to be in touch with you. So tell me what's going on with Metrotex and how we can help you. Absolutely. Right well, first of all, thank you all for your support yeah. for Skyline Connections. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I just can't express that enough. So you've definitely walked the talk is what I say. You know, people talk things, but, or, you know, you got to walk it. Anyway, right. thank you for that. So- I am the chairman of Young Professionals Network okay. for 2023. I was appointed, um, and last year I was vice chair, all that stuff, you know, I ran up the ranks. Uh, it's a beautiful networking committee, right? And here's the thing, right? The question I get, am I young enough to be in this? And I want to, I make it clear, right? And I even talked to the National Association of Realtors. Here's my, here's, here's what I'm putting on this. Young in your career is okay. We all want to be connected the same way, just like someone who's 20 years old, right? Right. If I came in at 40 years old, I'm still young. I need the same connections. Mm -hmm. And that's what I brought. I'm going to say I brought because I'm I'm the first one who I heard talk like that, right? With this committee. So that's what I do. And you know what? Everyone's like, thank you. So you know, I did the chat GPT. I organized it with uh, Independence Title. I knew it was important, right? The the classroom, when I looked at it, and it made me feel good, it was full of people, um, you know, you know, a little, a little older. A little I'm older. Because, because <laughs> I the already knew about it. Right. right. But the yeah. fact yeah. That, that you could convey that. Yes. So that's what it's about. Why should I feel like I can't go to something, mm-hmm. although I need it because I'm an eight, and I just wanted to remove that. Right. Oh, that's so. Fabulous. That's that. Young professionals network. It's beautiful. It's fun. And it's a great way to connect. And I mean, can you imagine getting you know, just feeling down one day and then just kind of like meet this gentleman? I mean, like Thank it's you. like a shot of Thank um, you. you know, coffee plus a couple. You know, Xanax, not Xanax, it's just a beautiful cocktail of greatness. Thank you. Greatness. I love that. That is a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. 
for tuning in to Dallas Dirt. We're going to have more fabulous shows for you just like this, even better if it's possible. Thank you. That does it for this episode of Dallas Dirt. Join us the next time as we dig into DFW's hottest real estate news with host Candy Evans. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube to receive every new episode. And if you like the episode, give it five stars and tell a friend. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you the next time. This episode was recorded at the Real News Communications Network studios in Dallas and is copyrighted by Dallas Dirt.